Episode 41. People do business with people they like. Welcome to Monday Motivation. My name is Dickie Armour. I run a few different online businesses focused on domain names, funky cool email services, and brand licensing. I'm an author and a keynote speaker. I love life, I love people, and I love helping people. It's what drives me. Each week, I bring you motivation, inspiration, and business advice to help you make huge improvements to your business, your happiness, your success, and your life overall. Thanks so much for spending some of your valuable time with me today. Let's get started. Think about the people who you know, and think about the people that you don't know. Obviously, the people who you don't know are much harder to quantify. I'll come back to them in a minute. But before we get going, I want to give a quick shout out to my podcast sponsor, Payment First Limited. Payment First provide businesses with affordable credit card processing and EPOS solutions. Business owners need to juggle many different balls on a daily basis, from accounting and administration to marketing and manpower. Every aspect of running a company has a significant impact if it goes wrong. Whether your business is accepting credit cards for the first time or looking to integrate an existing point-of-sale system, Payment First will be able to save you hundreds of pounds and set you up with the most up-to-date ways to take payments from your customers, whether face-to-face or online. Finding the right point-of-sale software for your business can be like looking for a needle in a haystack, unless you're in the know. Go to www.paymentfirst.co.uk now and let them find a solution for your business that integrates seamlessly with your hardware and provides all the functionality you need. That's paymentfirst.co.uk. When you sign up with Payment First, mention Monday Motivation Podcast and get free setup and a discount on your first year's fees. Go to paymentfirst.co.uk now. And if you know anyone who runs a retail store, cafe, restaurant, bar, or anywhere that takes payment across the counter, please tell them about Payment First and ask them to go to paymentfirst.co.uk. So let's begin by focusing on the people that you do know. The people who you know can help you in your business and you can help them and their business. This is known as relationship capital. Now I know the idea of potentially making money, i.e. capital, out of your relationships can feel a little bit awkward. But business is all about making money. You're in business to make money. Without making sales, you don't have a business. One of the best ways of finding new customers is from those people you know and from the people that you don't yet know. Recently, I went to an amazing event put together by Daniel Priestley. He wrote a brilliant book called Becoming a Key Person of Influence. The event was in London and it was called Brand Accelerator. It was all about building your brand, and I touched on building your personal brand in episode 31. One of the speakers shared an interesting concept about building your network before you grow your business. Julia Langkrauer built and sold two businesses by forming partnerships with people she knew. What she meant was before you can really grow your business, you have to build a network because your business will rely on some key partnerships from that network. The old cliche, it's not what you know, but who you know, is so true. And in fact, I think it's just as true today as it ever was. Children are leaving school with such better grades than when I left school. 
I know this is nothing to brag about, and it's certainly not something I'm proud of, but I left school with just four O-levels. That's four GCSEs in the new world. I didn't do A-levels, and I didn't go to university. My problem is that I enjoyed school way too much. I love people, and so I love the social side of school. And I'm also very logical, and so I used to look at things like trigonometry and calculus and metalwork and woodwork and medieval history and think to myself, when am I ever going to use this stuff? And in a way, I was right, and my life has turned out pretty well. But anyway, children are leaving school with straight A's and 10 or 11 GCSEs. So it can't be about what you know. If the new workforce all have university degrees and straight A's, then how can a future employer differentiate and decide which person to choose? It's got to be about character and the person behind the grades. And as I say, it's still about who you know. A friend of my family's just left university with a degree in computer science, but was struggling to get a job. A mate of mine used to work at Hewlett-Packard in Bristol, and he spoke to the head of programming, and this young woman has now had an interview and landed a really exciting job. And it was the same for me. I was extremely lucky that my grandfather helped me get my first job. He was the chairman of the Bristol Stock Exchange. And he told me that if I got O-level maths, he would get me a job. Now, whilst this sounds like great news, I didn't know what my grandfather did for a job. So my mum explained that he was a stockbroker. And at the age of 16, I didn't have a clue what one of those was. So we went to London for a trip to see the London Stock Exchange. They had a public viewing gallery which was above the Stock Exchange floor and you could watch all the men, mainly men, back in 1982. I think there were about three female stockbrokers back then rushing around on the Stock Exchange floor below. I was stunned. I remember standing there with my face pressed against the huge glass windows thinking that if I got O-level maths then I might be one of the suits down there. That was an incredibly exciting feeling. I did get O-level maths, and I went up to London to meet my grandfather at Bank Station to go for my interview. I'll never forget it. I was so nervous. I loved my grandfather, but he was very old-fashioned and from the era when children were seen but not heard. But we had a great time. We met, and he was really warm and welcoming. And I think he could tell how nervous I was. And my interview was so surreal. My grandfather and I popped up to the public viewing gallery and there's a private members area which we were ushered into. I soon realised just how important my grandfather was. The chairman of the Bristol Stock Exchange was a big deal and even though he'd been retired for a few years, everyone seemed to know him. I met his friend and my potential future boss, Gordon Andrew. He was the nicest, very well-spoken man with a full head of grey hair and piercing blue eyes, and he had the nicest smile. I nervously shook his hand and we all stood looking down on the stock exchange floor. He and my grandfather chatted for ages, and then Mr Andrew turned to me and said, Now, young man, we're here for you, aren't we? When would you like to start? I was gobsmacked. That was my interview. And that's the power of who you know. That's the power of having a strong network of influential people. That introduction by my grandfather led to my 16-year career in the city. But that's a story for another day. I've got so many amazing stories. If you'd like to hear a Monday Motivation episode about those amazing Champagne Charlie days, please drop me an email. And if enough people tell me, then I'll do an extra episode. Email me at dickie at armour.marketing.
So Julia Langkrauer talked about partnerships, and this was interesting to me because I'd always dismissed the idea of partnering or collaborating with other people. I've always been very wary of the idea of partnering with other people. Your reputation is so important, and you've spent years becoming the amazing business person you are. A mate of mine wanted to set up something quite technical, and he thought he needed to partner with these two people that he'd met. But it was all a bit of a nightmare. It turned out that they wanted a bigger share in the business, so they began falling out, and my mate discovered a way to do what he wanted to do so that he no longer needed their help. Now, normally you would just agree to part company, but, but in this case, they'd formed a proper UK limited company of which they were directors. And the company was in the name that my friend wanted to use for his new business, so he couldn't continue it without them. So he had to wait for over a year whilst the other two gave up on the idea, and quite recently they dissolved the company, and now my friend has set it all up again. Another good example is one of the most famous stories in internet history. Mark Zuckerberg and the Winklevoss twins. In 2002, the Winklevoss twins were setting up an online social network called Harvard Connections at Harvard University for the students to use, and they chose to partner with Mark Zuckerberg to help them code the system. But Mark Zuckerberg allegedly nicked the idea, and instead of spending time coding their system, he used their idea and began coding on his own platform, which became the Facebook now, you might argue that this was still a pretty good partnership for the twins as they eventually sued Mark Zuckerberg for $65 million. Julia Lankow's talk opened my eyes to the idea of forming partnerships, but as she explained, we need a decent network of contacts and great quality relationships with those people first. Many people start by setting up a business and then employing staff, and in many cases, they remain a one-man band. One of my short-term plans is to finish the sales book I'm writing, Where's the Buffalo? If you haven't yet signed up to join my VIP launch list, please go to wheresthebuffalo.com and sign up there. You can help me choose the cover design for my book too. And once I've written and published my book, I plan to create some courses, online and live events. Now, up until I saw Julia's talk, I was planning on doing this all by myself. But now she's got me thinking about partnerships and who might be able to help me and who I might be able to help too. Then what I love about life is once you decide to do something with conviction, things start showing up. One of my live events, which I thought about for ages and have been wanting to do, is an event where I get loads of business owners or salespeople together in an office and we all make cold calls. Well, on Thursday last week, I got an email from a very senior executive at NatWest and she's asked me to go in and do a half day's cold calling and prospecting training for a load of startup business owners. Now, that's a great example of a partnership. And this will help me test out the event and fine tune it for when I do it for other businesses. So think about your business. Who are the people who you know that might be able to help your business? And how might you be able to help them too? The other group of people are those who you don't yet know. How do you meet more people and people of influence? One great way of meeting people is to go to events. Now, you know I'm an active business networker, and that's a great way to meet new people, but I think events are even better. The Daniel Priestley event was amazing. I went along on my own, and I met so many great people, and I've connected with many of them on Twitter, and we've spoken on the telephone since. 
One thing I always do is big up the people I meet who are pretty influential. For example, I tweeted all the speakers from the event and a couple of them are now following me and a few have liked my tweets and a couple replied. So over the next few weeks, I'll continue to retweet them and I'll connect with them on LinkedIn. My aim is to keep in touch with them and I'll begin promoting their businesses. So when they tweet about their business, I'll retweet them. If they've written a good blog post or two, I'll link to those and give them kudos and I'll make a comment on the post too. I aim to become a huge advocate for their businesses. That way, they can only think good things about me. Now, I'm not planning to ask them to partner with me or anything, but you just never know. Jim Rohn said, the kind of person you are is a direct result of the five people you spend the most time with. So one way to improve yourself is to hang around with more influential people. I was invited to be a keynote speaker at 4Networking's Area Leader Conference a while back. I met Richard Woods, who was also speaking at the event. We hit it off big time and, and have since become really good mates. Richard Woods was on The Apprentice a year or so ago, a television show in the UK, and he's now in big demand as a speaker. Speaking of Richard Woods, I bet you thought I'd forgotten. It's time for my iTunes review of the week. This week, Richard's brother, Tim Woods, has given me a five-star review. And Tim said, A truly inspiring leader. What a great podcast. Dickie's energy really shines through. He makes listening fun and informative at the same time. Love it, love it, love it. Mondays are about to change for me. Thank you so much, Tim. That's such a great review. You're a top bloke. Tim works with Richard and their business is Yomp Marketing. Go to www.yomp.biz to find out more about them and their awesome digital marketing agency. I'll include a link in the show notes. If you've listened to a few of these episodes, you'll know quite a bit about me by now, and I'd love to get to know you better. Please do me a favour and go to dickiespodcast.com. I've recorded a video especially for you to say thank you and to ask you a special favour. Please go to dickiespodcast.com and watch the video. I've added the link in the show notes too. At Brand Accelerator, Richard Woods was speaking and we met up afterwards and had a few beers in the bar with another great guy who runs a sales training company in London. The three of us had a great laugh and we made plans to put on an event. Well, not only did that event happen, but since then, Richard has launched his Lead Gen Summit events and I've spoken at the last two events. Another guy I met was called Brad Shackleton and he was on the X Factor in 2012 and went to judges' houses with Gary Barlow. He was such a nice bloke and he sent me this message on LinkedIn. Sounds like you're a brother from another mother. Great meeting you, Dicky boy. Love your energy, mate. We connected in seconds. That's rare, brother. See you next Friday. Have a top weekend, brother, from another mother. I love that. He invited me for breakfast in London at the Queen's Tennis Club to discuss me doing something with him at his next big sales training conference. And that's what I mean about people of influence and partnerships. So this week, look at events that you can go to within your industry and go along with an open mind, plenty of business cards, and be prepared to meet new people. 
Commit to going to at least three events in the next few months. Go out and meet new people. Build your network and look to see who you know who might be worth doing some business with. And then look at your existing network of connections. Who are those people who you know, like and trust? Have you done business with them yet? This week, think about them and their business. Think about some ways that you might be able to help them. Think about the sort of businesses they're looking for and see if there's anyone you know who you can connect them with. And then wait and see what happens. As Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people get what they want, eventually you'll get what you want. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my Monday Motivation Podcast. Please do me a huge favor. Please go to iTunes and leave me a review and let me and others know what you think. I'd really appreciate it. You can connect with me everywhere on social media. I'm lucky with a name like mine. Just search for Dickie Armour and you'll find me. You can check out the links in the show notes too. Until next time, take care and thank you so much for listening. Dare to dream big dreams and go out and make it happen today and every day. Every day.